the status of their communications, verifying they were copying the broadcast on the floating wire antenna trailing several hundred meters behind the submarine. The communications post was downloading the latest round of naval messages, and nothing seemed out of the ordinary, until the speakers near Pavlov energized. Command post communications. Have received the commanding officer only message. Pavlov acknowledged and entered the communications post, stopping by the two printers. Ready. The radio man hit the print button, and a message slid from the left printer. Pavlov read the directive, then read it again. He took the message to the central command post, addressing one of the two messengers. Request the first officer's presence in the command post. The senior seaman acknowledged and departed in search of the submarine's second-in-command, and a moment later, Captain Second-Rank Mikhail Evanov arrived. Pavlov motioned Evanov to join him by the navigation table, also requesting the watch officer's presence. When the two men approached, Pavlov slid the message across the table. Read. Pavlov waited while the two men read the directive, then, like him, read it again. Confused and then concerned expressions worked across their faces, and the two men exchanged glances before Pavlov's first officer spoke. This cannot be correct, he said. We have been directed to fire upon the American strike group, targeting their aircraft carrier. Surely there has been a mistake. An errant message from a training scenario, perhaps. Pavlov's watch officer studied the message as the first officer spoke, searching for formatting irregularities. But the message was properly formatted, with the required weapon release authorization. Dolinsky looked up. We should request verification— we aren't at war with the United States, but this might start one. We must be certain this directive is properly authorized. Pavlov answered, It's authentic and expected. I met with Fleet Admiral Lepovsky before our deployment. He informed me that we might receive this message. Why would we be directed to fire upon the Americans? His first officer asked. He did not elaborate, Pavlov answered. After a slight pause, he said, Do you have any additional questions or reservations? When neither man replied, Pavlov ordered his crew to full readiness. Man combat stations. Proceed to periscope depth. USS Theodore Roosevelt Three levels below the flight deck, in the aircraft carrier's combat direction center, Captain Dolores Gonzalez settled into her watch routine as the CDC operations officer. She examined the video wall, a collection of two eight-by-ten-foot displays mounted beside each other, with a half-dozen smaller monitors on each side. After failing to note anything unusual, she shifted her thoughts to the combat air patrol to the west. They were keeping eight Super Hornets airborne at all times, along with an E-2C Hawkeye at 25,000 feet, its radar searching the skies for hostile aircraft and missiles. Two of the F.A. 18 fighters were approaching bingo fuel and would return to the carrier shortly. Her eyes shifted to the flight deck display. Two more Super Hornets were moving toward the bow catapults and would be on their way out to relieve the returning fighters in a few minutes. That was the daily routine, with days turning into weeks, then months. Across the combat direction center from Gonzales, the strike controllers were idle, as was the tactical action officer who supervised them, with no inbound targets to engage and no outbound strike sorties. 
The bow catapults fired, launching the Super Hornets, and it wouldn't be long before the two fighters approaching bingo fuel returned. Gonzales settled in for what would be a long but hopefully boring night on watch. K-456 Bilyachinsk Bilyachinsk tilted upward, rising toward periscope depth. The submarine's watch officer kept his face pressed to the attack periscope, the after-the-submarine's two scopes. Despite the crowded central command post, now at full manning, it was quiet while the submarine rose from the deep. Dolinsky announced, Periscope clear, and started turning the scope swiftly, completing several sweeps in search of nearby contacts. Vilyachinsk settled out at periscope depth, and Dolinsky declared, No close contacts. Conversation resumed, not that there was no threat of collision or detection by surface contacts. And Dolinsky completed a more detailed scan of the ocean and sky, searching for distance.